Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Court is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and thank you to the great Dennis Committee and welcome to Quarters and Barra. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrett of Channel 7, Perth Demons and West Coast Eagles fame. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Before we get into an amazing final round, and what it, it means for the uh, for going forward. Barra, a bit to unpack over the weekend, starting with a very, very early morning <laughs> West Coast Seagulls board meeting at Chairman Paul Fitzpatrick's mm. home yesterday morning. And what does it mean? And some exclusive pictures in the West Australian I'm just looking at as we speak. Firstly, we should say what an amazing win by the Eagles. So I was speaking to the guys at Tab Touch. And they Glad were we saying, that right, <laughs> great people, tap touch. And they were saying, have for many years, the too. greatest underdog performance in the history of tap touch. The great $15 they were paying, and they won. The greatest performance an ever. Under, and an underdog, if you get what I mean. So, And one of the worst performances from the Western Bulldogs, too. They were underdogs. Taking nothing away because West Coast Dirty were dogs. red hot at them. The pressure was amped up from the get go, and well done to the Eagles. Well, we'll get to that. But how's that? The greatest. Yep. Uh, 15 bucks is the most I've ever paid out on a team in, in that scenario. So quite a quite – a, that, that sort of paints a picture a bit. I was just looking at your paper today, great pictures of, of all our friends. <laughs> most of these people are our friends at the, the, the chairman's house. Yep. Okay, and I can see it's there's a number 18 in one of these shots as well. So um, – and you and I both know where the house is, um, which would be – well, don't give that away. Claremont or Netherlands or whatever. Yeah. Dale Keith. And just to muddy the waters. But I, I just noticed that the two ladies are actually wearing the same belt as well. Have you seen that? No, I haven't, Barra. That's... So, so I don't know if they've coordinated <laughs> their uh, outfits as well. Do you think so? And, no, I just don't know why. And uh, the other thing is my good friend Ben White. He's got the blue on. Looks pretty good. He's a big Demons man. I... Text him and say, can you wear a demon's cap next time to give us a bit of publicity? What is that? <laughs> he said he'll try. Langer's got the big puffer jacket on. Rowan Jones, who's becoming more important and more integral in this whole process now, isn't he? He's the only real football person, maybe a bit of Ben White, but a real football person in terms of having played in a premiership. Sounds like league. there could be another football person coming on shortly. Yeah, we should put his hand up. Yeah, I think they've, they've be feared great. the great man coming on because, you know. He could make a lot of change, but well, and they don't like to upheaval. But what is a board's – well, no, a board's role is to be the checks and balances. And to yeah. – so it's not to be, sing kumbaya and agree on everything. Well, let me ask you this as well. Um, so you, this is your paper. Got to rattle the cage, Barra. Now, do you, was, there, was there a stakeout at this place or how did the, I mean, how did the story come there about? There would be a stakeout. There would have been – when you say stakeout um, – uh, were you, it's, it's were you more, looking, looking at houses? Well, you or? get information and you – oh, so I wasn't you, working yesterday, so it was not my doing, but um, you, you, you know where – So there was a tip-off. Well, where are the Eagles board going to be? Well, they're probably not going to turn up at Mineral Resources, so no. that, that would be obvious. So you go somewhere else. So, uh, you know, it's the chairman's house seems pretty obvious. But why why after a win? Why not? There's a – it's Why not? Well, one, is one Why, win why wouldn't you go after the derby when well, the 100-point loss? Well, is one win going to change the world? Well, maybe you did. Yeah, but is one win so going to change the world? So yeah. that's – my argument is one win may not change the world, Barra. I'm yeah, not I'm sure not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying why – anyway, let's just say – let's just say, mm -hmm. all right, for the sake of the argument, mm -hmm. that there was a tip-off. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of who tipped them off, it would be someone on the board, right? Who tipped Could off be. the media? Maybe not. Well, how, who else would tip them There'd off? be other people at the club who'd be aware of it. How would they know? Because they'd know there's a board meeting. If they're, <laughs> they, do, if they're doing their due an diligence. An early morning Monday board meeting yes. after a match that Why gets called on the last second. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> how would they know? <laughs> Unless you're going. Anyway, let's just assume. Okay, let's assume. assume okay, okay, for the sake of the exercise. They're probably what are you suggesting, Somebody Barra? on the board sort of let it out, yeah. okay, inadvertently or advertently. 
Uh, going by the way they're dressed, would could you judge as to who that person <laughs> could be? Like, would you dress up if you had tipped off the media? No, I'd dress the cameras down. are going to be. I'd dress down, so <laughs> it wouldn't give it away. If I've dressed up, you can tell I've tipped them off. Right, let me have a look. Who's dressed like oh. a bum? Okay, all right. Uh, you know what? Now I this is a fun exercise. By yeah, the way, this is a joke. All right. So my fr- my friend Ben White, he's he's not overdue. He's got jeans on, so it's not him. No. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying that. You are. <laughs> you just said it, mate. You said you're dressed down. Well, let me ask you this then. Um, why would someone leak it? That's a very good – well, if they did, then that's very interesting. Would it scenario. be to help Simpson or to, or to fast put track Put pressure him to get, on the board perhaps? Put pressure on the board to keep him. Like look at them, they're having secret meetings and let's put it out there such that Simo gets pretty upset. He was a bit flat on Seven News last night, wasn't he? Or is it because to put pressure on to make a decision – and perhaps let him go. Well, you'd why, have to ask them. You, does, it, does it help Simo that, that there's been a board meeting, or or hinder oh, him? I don't think it's either, mate. I mean, they're just it's, that's what boards do. I think they. What I do like is that I'm not one of these for let's you should do it now. I think you need a bit of clear air this week for the send off games of Shannon Hearn and mm-hmm. Luke Shuey. And for the send-off of Nick Natanui, unfortunately, yeah. won't play. Just before you move on from Wait there. Wait to the end of the season. Just before you move on from there. There's been a suggestion that there should be a send-off for Simo. Well, there might be a show of support from fans because we saw... No, no, I'm not saying that... Yeah. I'm not asking you to comment on that. I'm asking on, would you think that there, that you could add Simo into that scenario? No, and that would be so. a fair. That would be a fair reason to, to oh, do it now. Not really. No, I don't think nah. you should rush your board decision because for that reason, no, not at all. Um, no. Nah. All right. I'll tell you something funny. I think you need to look at all the pros and cons of it and, and you really need to know who you've got to replace him. That's the key yeah. to it. So and you need to do your due du- – I hate this word. Due diligence. Due – give it again. I'll say it for you. Due diligence. Due diligence mm-hmm. on what the payout is as well. So I'd be say, suggesting. So, so, so Nizzy wasn't. Trevor Nisbet wasn't at the meeting. Mm-hmm. He was on Zoom or what do they call that thing? It's normally Zoom, isn't it? Or Teams whatever. or Zoom. Yeah. Teams or Zoom. Yeah, he's on that, right? So he's in Melbourne at the AFL. Richard Godfrey was there. He's the chief operating officer, so he basically handles all the financials of it. Would he have been there uh, to go through a few scenarios? Well, maybe. He, uh, or I, is he always there? I believe he goes to all those meetings, okay. all board meetings. He's the he's the minute taker. He's okay. the you know. Well, that would make sense. And, but just going back to Nizzy, so Nisbet, he's in Melbourne, on Zoom. Um, yes. Yeah. Does that mean anything? Well, what was he in Melbourne for still? For the AFLW. So, launch. but he's on Zoom at the. He's zooming into the board meeting, so yeah. he's still effectively in the board meeting. Yeah. You cut me off there. I forget what I was going to say about that. Anyway, <laughs> I'll tell you my other story. The other thing was, <laughs> I did have a point on that. It'll come back to me. Last night I was at Lathlane. Now, what time is it? What time is it now? It's about 10 o'clock, 9.30? 9.30. Yeah, this will go to air later. Okay, so it's sweet. So we were sworn to secrecy at the Mighty Demons because I, I, I rock up to training. I take Tom, who plays for Colts, you know, and Colts are on top of the ladder. Big game against Claremont this week, the Mighty Demons. And I go in and see Germa and all that. And up behind the goals are going three massive banners, huge banners. Have a guess who's on them. Uh, Hearn, Chewy <laughs> and Nick Nat. Exactly. Hard to work out, isn't it? Yeah. And there must be five grand each. So they're as high as the goalposts. So that's for the week. They're sitting on the – so obviously at training this morning – it's training this morning, so there must have been a big surprise for the boys when they Good. came in. So the Eagles didn't want us to blow, you know, no social media, you Good. blokes, you demons blokes, don't post anything. So no worries. But that – that would should there have been a fourth one? Would that have been a giveaway no. if Simo was up there? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Now, I, was I... Wait, I waited around to see if a fourth one came down. Now I'm going to raise another – It's on. <laughs> I'm going to raise another point here. Uh, West Coast, now, if you're a fan, you, you probably want to see them win. But if you've been through two years of this pain, mm. surely pick one. I, I use the word reward loosely because there's no surely. reward for having bad, two bad years. But pick one is definitely um, you would like to get pick one. Mm. But they could slip to pick four now. And they could slip to pick four because if North Melbourne loses uh, to Gold, Co- um, Gold Coast this week, well, they're going to take – let's just assume they take Harley Reid with pick one. Now – Ben Mackay is likely to leave. Now, if he leaves um, under the band one salaries, if he's deemed to be an $800,000 player, he can, they can get P1 
pick two as compensation. So what happens then is, so they get picked two, they name um, Jed Walter, who is a key forward who is in the Gold Coast Academy, who's yeah. regarded as the second best player in the comp. Mm-hmm. Gold Coast will then match that. Yeah. Which they, they will definitely match that. In fact, they it's word that they rate him higher than Harley Reid. So, which is probably because they're going to get him anyway and, you know, pump him up a bit. So they get picked two effectively. They're off their then heads. Pick three yeah. then would be North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So that means – so they're likely to either go uh, Colby uh, McKercher or uh, Riley Sanders, a kid from Tasmania, or Daniel Curtin, who they've also shown some interest in. Now, mm. the Eagles are pretty keen to get Daniel yeah, Curtin. absolutely. He's, he's played I love some that great guy. footy for My Claremont. My son played with League. him. They're in the Colts. Yep. I know him intimately. He was the best kid at, at his age in Western Australia. Daniel Curtin. And, yeah, and was just absolute killer and can play midfield plus back. So very, very, very interesting what's going on and Zane just Dursman, that win, what one well. win can do. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing, mate. And, you know, sometimes in our industry, I mean, we don't take it too seriously, let's be honest. But, well, we do. We take our job seriously. Mm-hmm. But when we're on this podcast, you don't. But I do get embarrassed a bit. Like, I was watching one of the footy shows last night and – I think it was last week or the week before, maybe it was the Essendon game, and he got they accused Simo of tanking, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, they lose by a point. Well, he, clearly he, they're not tanking if uh, yeah. when they win that game at the weekend. Yeah, so you've jumped ahead again yes. with me. But anyway, first, finish off on the Essendon game. So they accuse him of not pushing blokes back in that game. Last night, they're accusing him of he should have tried to tank the game. <laughs> they actually said one of the blokes – a big guy that you know with a massive head hosting gets on and he says, I can't believe they didn't try to lose that game. Now they're going to lose Harley Reid in the first pick. And what's his name? Volcano head. He comes on and starts carrying on and goes, yeah, unbelievable. What a a disgrace that they didn't try to, (laughs) they've lost the first pick out of their fans feel. And you know what? The fans don't feel too happy. A lot of them are very unhappy. And you know what they accused him of? You know how they, this is how they do it. This is how manipulative they go. They go, these, these media people, they go, it's because he's leaving and he doesn't care. He just so you're wants, saying it's a parting gift. It, saying no, a parting, parting kick in the knackers. Mm. You know what I mean? Cop this, you, you lose your number one pick, I'm going anyway. And that's why he's done. How, I mean, who would think that Adam Simpson would even do anything like that? One of the best fellas going around. You know what I mean? That, that, that's disgrace. Agree with me, will you? That's a disgraceful effort by them. I certainly agree that they're clearly not tanking in that game. So uh, they put three behind the footy, uh, which they did in a few weeks earlier because they hadn't done scenario practice, all that sort of stuff. And um, But, yeah, clearly they wanted to win that game at the weekend. And a few players came out afterwards and said that was for Simo. So that was interesting as well. Here it is. Other clubs were asking, did he do the right thing in not stopping them winning the game? And would he have done that if he felt he would have been the senior coach next year? That was the quote, mate. And they blame other clubs. That's how – I don't know if you do that, but you you try to defray it onto someone else. Other clubs were asking – bullshit, other clubs were asking. He was asking and he wanted to put the boots in the simo. Let's move on to Damien Hardwick. Oh, and Eddie Maguire's comment. Eddie Maguire said simo will be sacked this week. Okay. Categorically. Last week. No, no, yesterday. Yesterday, mate, on his – Okay. Bupurama show comes out and says – Eddie Maguire is led to believe, barring a last-minute change of heart, Adam Simpson will be sacked by the West Coast Eagles this week. Okay. Well, let's see. Is that happening? I don't think it is. How can it happen? They put out a statement saying it ain't happening. Okay. Okay. Eddie, have you read the statement? Did he get in before the statement, Well, let's see how the wheat pans out. Well, you still think he could get sacked this week? I don't think he will. That's my thought. My gut feel is no. They've put the statement out. They've said it How won't happen. How could he possibly get, get sacked this week? Yeah, well, it's a good point. The only way would be he'd go in there and go, I've had enough of you, mate. I think they want a bit of clear air this week as much as they can have clear air. For the t- for the three boys? Yeah, for the Celebrate. Three They're putting up banners. Have you heard about that? Yeah, well, yeah I believe I have. Damien Hardwick, the greatest worst-kept secret in history. So a <laughs> six-year deal worth about a million a year. Very interesting comment, and we do have a clip here. Um, he said to his group, 80% of our premierships, first premiership side is here in this room. I sort of went through the playing list and looked at that at how much exciting it, how exciting it is. You know, I think 80% of our first premiership side is sitting in this room right now. You know, there'll be a few bits added along the way, but the fact of the matter is, 
fact of the matter is, this side and this club are very capable of, of saluting in the not too distant future. So that to me is very, very exciting. So a question, Barra. <laughs> Does he go for Dustin Martin? <laughs> oh, oh, um, so now there's a couple of tough things. Question. He, so on, he's uh, contracted. Hang on, let me just think about it. Give me some time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what sort of question is that? So Dusty's contracted <laughs> next year, uh, wants to play a few years yet apparently. So he wants to go into his well into his 30s, into his late 30s. Probably a player who can because he's probably a player who can play less midfield and more forward line. I actually would love to see him go to the Gold Coast given that Richmond – and by the way, a few, mm. geez, they're jumping off him, a few of the fans – who? Oh, Richmond fans. Oh, they're not happy. Jumping off hard. Well, they're not, they're not happy. For having the six-week break and, and nervous breakdown. I oh, feel much better have now. A nervous breakdown. And just, can you, I have a six-year contract just, as well? Yes, okay, I'm going. <laughs> I've been blame. to Italy. I feel much better. Italy must be good, mate. I'm, Trevi Fountain, get a bit of water on you. my favourite place, mate. <laughs> Go to the uh, Vatican. My favourite place on the continent. The 16 chapels. Check out the 16 chapels, the 16, as Jack would say. 16 chapel, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Where's yeah. the other 15 quarters? Mate, I've been there, and it's a long walk. There they're all there, I can Mate, tell you. you went to the pub. You bull swang to your missus. That was the second time. <laughs> said you, the second you time. were injured. I deliberately dressed down. Ch- so Why I didn't did you dodge to... the Sistine Chapel? Well, I went there. I'd already been there about a year oh, earlier. Oh, the greatest site in the one of the great tourism no, sites in the world. I've been there. I've already seen it. I'd been there a year <laughs> That's not earlier. Not <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. But then once I'd been, we're going back a year later, I dressed down so they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> then heard? me and my mate went to the pub. Have you heard Frank. of Michelangelo? Oh, yeah, and how long he took to paint that? Life. And you just had one glance at it. Oh, that's pretty good. Let's go to the pub. I was, there, I was, I was in that room for about 20 minutes, I reckon, <laughs> looking at every intricate oh, detail but, of the did you get one of those It was things? amazing, Barra. Did you get one of those things where you look into and it looks straight up? You know, the machine that they give you? I think I did from memory, What do yeah. they call those things? You, so you don't Tele- get a telescope. Neck, you don't get a sore neck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it was um, yeah. No, it was a very impactful uh, moment when I went there. But I didn't want to go a year later. Mm. It's a very long walk through that Sistine Chapel. <laughs> you know what leaves me a bit cold though, to be honest. On the way, there's lots of great artwork and tapestries. Tapestries leave me a bit cold. I'm just not a big fan of tapestries. Uh, hey mate, I've got two more things I meant to tell you. I, I mm-hmm. forgot to say. You know, but just back on West Coast because most yep. people want to hear about West Coast. <laughs> Remember when? Chairman Paul Pitts, Paul? Chairman Paul Fitzpatrick came out and uh, allegedly made a baffling prediction. Yes, yes, very good point. Said that we won't finish last. <laughs> no, fair is fair. He said uh, they won't finish but, last, and it looks like they won't. I think you mocked him at the time. I would have. <laughs> yeah, you, you really mocked him. <laughs> well, clearly I was wrong, and he's right. Well, clearly. Well, hang on, we're Are not you yet. Him up not t- yet. Well, what? North's going to beat the Suns with Hardwick just being appointed. Oh, you never know. Mange, it's in Tassie. I know. <laughs> I know. It's not, it's not done yet. West Coast Eagles will not finish last. Chairman Paul Fitzpatrick's baffling prediction. Let's wait till next week and then he, I think we would owe him an apology. He knows what he's on about. Hey, the other one I wanted to tell you is bloody funny because you're talking about the retirements. So apparently Nick Nat does his... Farewell talk to the boys, right? Mm-hmm. You know when he, you know when they all they, they all did it, didn't they? And you know they yes. they push out the vision, and um, so Nick has presented to the boys that the final straw when he knew he had to retire. <laughs> Do you want to hear what it was? Yeah, tell me. <laughs> so tell our listeners. He's saying so. Nineteen-year-old Elijah Hewitt has come up to him, reckons, and they're out somewhere, and Hewitt has said, "Bruv." Got any riz to secure this fit lengting from the ends fam? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? And Nick's gone, what the? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even know. And he said, "That's that was the final straw. I've got to retire. I, I, I can't communicate with these blokes. I'll give it to you again. <laughs> bruv. So that obviously brother. Yeah. The bruv's for brother, I get. Got any riz? So that's charisma, oh, yeah. I believe, to secure this fit lenting What's a so lenting? I reckon a fit lenting might be, you know what, a fit young man, a, a female. Yeah, okay. Not, okay. He doesn't want to secure a young man, does he? No, 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 no. Well, maybe he does. Talk about four corners later. Yeah. Um, from the ends fam, I don't know what the ends fam is. I haven't been. I work. I asked my daughter because she's twenty, and she sort of interpreted. But that was Nick's final story. He said, yeah, when, when Elijah say, Hewitt come up and said that to me, and said, "I've been around too long." <laughs> I'm That's very funny. Let's talk about Four Corners. Uh, last night, an explosive report on 
Um, and very, they were very damning of the AFL and the AFL CEO, Gillian McLaughlin, given there really? hasn't really? been one player come out uh, as gay in that uh, organisation. One of the few sports that hasn't. I think they will have. I'm just going to stick up for McLaughlin here. Um, I was at the actual breakfast meeting. It was a West breakfast meeting uh, earlier in the year. And it was. Very good, those breakfast they meetings. Are, and um, this was a comment he made when asked a question by David Koch about why no AFL players had come out. And he was saying there would be a big burden on them. Now, I didn't take that as a negative. I didn't see that as being negative on the players at all. I think that was being very respectful and empathetic to the players Mm. in that it is a burden. So my my view is if the players come out en masse and then there's no extra pressure on each of them to be the first. En masse, en masse, yeah. Yeah. But – if you were the first one to come out, do you reckon there would be much pressure on you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, well, you just, that's what but I'm the, saying. That's the, what he said. And the other me. comment was about the NRL. As far as I know, there's only been one NRL player come out, and that was Ian Roberts. Mm. So I'm not sure if there's been a flood. So I don't know. I think the AFL's moved ahead in, in, in this area. And do you I, think I, it's an environment where you could come out and feel safe? I do now, yes. Mm. Because Bob but Mer- being the first is tough. Yeah. What did Bob say? But I don't reckon you need – do we have to make them come out, though? Like, no. If they're not no. – rever- they don't it's want no, it. You know what? Them. It's their personal business. Big deal. No, it's their business. And you know what? If they did come out, I reckon most of us go, yeah, oh, yeah. No worries, pal. You're well, my teammate. I'll look after you. Well, It's a I, bit like when your son does sort of thing. I think you, you would know, know as I, a I teammate know, anyway. You know, the, the waffle coach I was telling you about, yep. his son came out and he said, no, no shit, I knew. Yeah, because you know, the kid always thinks you know. Dad doesn't know, but yeah. he doesn't. Know. Oh, your parents know. I don't think there's certainly no pressure. You do. It's your private business. You do whatever you want to do. Um, but if you do want to come out, then I think there'd be heaps of support, and I think most people would applaud them for doing so. I've seen no issue with it now. I thought Bob Murphy. You know Bob Murphy. Yes, from the I Bulldogs, do know Bob Murphy. Works yes. at the Dockers now. Mm-hmm. I thought he was phenomenal in what he said. He said how um, whoever comes out it would be a superhero, mm. would be super well supported. And then he sort of lifted the lid a bit on his own experience. And he was talking about a couple of times when he was shooting for goal. Uh, did you see it? No, he didn't see it. So he was shooting, for, bit, yeah. he was shooting for goal and um, when he was playing and he had got the yips. And he kept using a phrase to castigate himself, to sort of have a crack at himself. Yep. For how you weak. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. You, you yeah, know yeah. what he used, yeah. okay? And... Um, and then he thought about you reflected on that afterwards and he thought, wow, what if one of my teammates, they yeah. could hear me say that or even a, someone I'm playing against and I'm saying that, I'm, I'm using that as a derogatory term for being weak, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that's sort of made him, his eyes open. Yep. And because um, it does, and I've had that feeling. I've heard people say things in, in either sledging or just in jokes and then you think, wow, if, if you, if, you know, if, that would what not be. What impact does that have on a teammate who may be from that? Yeah. That group, and you think no wonder they don't want to come out. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yep. yep. But it is interesting that West. That I'd like to AFL... think we're moving ahead in leaps and bounds, mate. And we've like, this is such a different world to the seventies and eighties now, isn't it? Really. Yeah, yeah. But they still haven't come out. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, but yeah. It's still a different world. I think they'll be welcoming it now. Yeah, how so. can there be absolutely yep. no? Now, drama. listen. Before we move on, let's quickly talk about the AFLW. I'll quickly encapsulate this. So, ten rounds again. Four weeks of final starts um, September 1, grand final December 3. Still stuck on the CBA, so the AFL and the AFLW collective bargaining agreement still not decided. And I think there's frustrations there that they're going to launch the season and that's not done. However, they did play the AFL season and it was, well, it was still going on at the start Mm. of the season. Um, And they're stuck on the revenue to the AFLW players. That's what they're stuck on. However, um, a breakthrough in prize money, so equal prize money. So they're still not paid the same. Uh, but so, the, hang on, you should explain that further. Okay, so they're paid... When you say they're not paid the same, they get 10% of what men get. Okay, well, that's... that's okay. <laughs> not paid the same. So this is part and, of and the... And the Matildas have changed the environment. They have. They've just gone, hey, listen, bang. You know how you're going about not selling tickets and no ratings? Hello? Check out the ratings. Guess who rates the best television event in the history of television recordings? It's Matildas. Matildas. So they should be getting more money than men, and they didn't for that FIFA t- tournament. Mm. There were soccer who's got more when they played. Yep. Well, so that's things, changed the Things will change, certainly in FIFA, I think, uh, certainly with the Matildas. Should it be linked to ticket sales and how many fans watch, or yeah, should I, it just be... Why not? Absolutely. Well, what, it, well what, what pays... Well, then AFL double is going to struggle. Broadcasting and bums on seats is what pays their wages. So you're saying, so that, therefore, so yes. you're saying they deserve to get paid lowly because they don't get I'm not saying they deserve to be paid lowly, but I don't think they deserve yet to be paid the same as men. 
Um, but I think, yes, it should be linked to broadcasting and attendances for sure. But I do like the fact that they need to, they do need to be paid a lot more than they are. I think mm. it's a, it's semi-professional now, needs to be professional. And mm-hmm. I think it will when this talent pathway, let's not forget, really, there wasn't a talent pathway until they the launch launched the AFLW. Yeah. And that's been six, so seven, Sam eight years Kerr, now. So we're now Sam Kerr would yeah, have been the AFLW. We're now starting to reap the rewards of that. It's going to improve. Now the one area that the AFL does have control over that they were able to equalise was prize money. So one point one million prize money. So the top four AFL clubs will be receiving the share of one point one and the top eight AFLW clubs will be receiving the share of one point one. The other thing they've done is um, relaunched the McClellan Trophy. The McClellan Trophy was a bit of a relic of the VFL. What that is is the it's an overall um, award for the AFL team. Best um, club. Your best club. So your yeah. your second, your, res, you know, yeah. your reserve team. And you your got points team. for everyone. And yep. so what they're going to do is they're going to incorporate the AFLW team into that and it'll be a million dollars and it'll be shared between the AFL, the, the three levels there. So mm. that's 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 also very uh, – it's a step forward. Um in terms of uh, – there's also some tweaks to the rules, which are really much about fatigue, so intru- introducing more fatigue into the game. Uh, what, interchanges, what do you mean by that? Like, Well, they get tired quicker, and so and, – and it just it equalises so less, the competition. L- less r- rotations or less Yeah, less rotations, or, 60 yeah. caps on interchanges. Yeah. They'll also be the boundary throw Why do they want more fatigue? Is this in – you're talking about AFL Well, it's w. the same in the AFL, mate. They've int- reduced because it, it actually equalises a lot of the competition. So fatigue is not a bad thing. Oh, I see. So people get tired and yes. equals it evens up the team. Well, if you the have 5,000 interchanges, then, you know, you're probably going to have much more chance if you're a top four side and you've got more quality on the bench. With the boundary throw-ins, it was 10 metres in. It's no longer um, – uh, it's going to be 10 metres in between the arcs, but in, inside 50 it will be just on the boundary line, so a mm. little bit more area, and quarters will be two minutes longer. So a few changes there. Um, I think um, – I wonder why they don't – I mean, it's a very, you know, tricky area, isn't it? And, I mean, like, if I was building a competition – no, no, not if I was – I mean, would they consider things like naturally women aren't as powerful as men? Would that? Would you say that? Oh yes. Yeah. Right. Because of just. That's okay to say that. Yeah. Okay. So that that bit's okay. So they don't kick the ball as far. No. Yeah. So would you would would you think would they think about playing on smaller grounds or and then using? I think they use a smaller ball anyway, don't they? They do. Yeah. There are various things you could do. One thing I'd say to people is. If you don't compare the AFL and the AFLW, that's the big mistake people make. They're different. So mm. just look at the AFL. It's a great product, but look at it for what it is. Don't compare it to the AFL because they're different. They're very different. Well, that's what I'd say. They're very similar too in a lot of ways. The fierceness of the women is incredible. Yep. Yep. They just they just go in so hard. So look, all the best for the season ahead. Uh, good luck to the Frio uh, girls. Good luck to the West Coast girls. Let's hope they're both in the finals up and about. Um uh, good luck to Emma Swanson and Hayley Miller, the two captains. I uh, hope they have great seasons. Well, uh, I can tell now, you one thing. The Essendon girls were in – the Essendon AFLW team were in our rooms at Lathlane on the weekend because they played against the Eagles at Lathlane. Practice match, yep. And I would say that they have – the support and stuff they get is, is better than Waffle. And okay. the equipment um, – they brought in this magnificent uh, bike to get on to warm up and, you know, it had cleats that you clipped into mm-hmm. and that we'd never seen at Perth. So I think they're being looked after pretty well. Good. Yeah. Good. Now, let's review this round and let's start with one of the worst things I've seen. Now, I've got no skin in this game, but this is one of the, I was so angry at the Sydney-Adelaide result. Now, people laugh at me about this, but... The Ben oh, Key the... shot, that was clearly a goal. The goal yeah. up, I caught it wrong. Didn't call for the review. The whole of South Australia is in the same boat, isn't well, it? Well, <laughs> yeah, but, mate, they should have given them two points each. So you would have split the points, I would have. Right, Now, okay. it's not going to help Adelaide play you final. Re- what about replaying the game? This, no, no. no. This what, is okay, a... what about the theory that was, there was time enough to win the game? So it wasn't close. If it was yeah, the last kick. Yeah, but Barra, 
three seconds it took Sydney to clear the ball. Very cleverly, I might add, because they were all off celebrating because they thought that's a goal. Yeah, that was unfair. There's a lot of unfairness. It's an eight-point game here. Adelaide win. They're a chance to make finals. And who knows? Because they've been very competitive against the top team. So I just think – and by the way, Sydney's silence has been damning over it too. They're not a chance – to win the be in the finals, they would have been in the finals. Yes. But they would have been forty four, and what guess I'm who saying. they're playing this weekend? The West Coast Eagles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mind you, they could go back to back, mate. They're going that well. That's what Eagles people are like. How good are we going? Yeah. We might win the flag well, next year. Yeah, that's okay. what we're like. <laughs> I just didn't like it. One so what, the one thing that's going to come of it, Simo genius, give him an extension. <laughs> the AFL have owned it. They've said it was a mistake by the goal umpire. He's been stood down. Um, the, but the, the thing is, why, could did have they, been, why didn't they go why to didn't the arc? The four umpires. Well, he didn't go to the arc. I know. Why didn't they? Why didn't That's the field the umpire demand it goes to the arc? That was the. And I've been goal umpiring games as your junior level where you signal, where you think it's a point, and the umpire sees it from a different angle, and he runs in and he says, "Mate, are you sure about that?" And I'm like, "Why? Do you think it wasn't?" And he's and you, you say, know, yeah, "No, I had twenty beers no, last night." No, I am night. pretty I'm not sure. sure. <laughs> no, I am pretty sure. So I'm going to go with the point. But so they can and they can question it. Why and unfortunately for the Adelaide forwards, they were off celebrating because they clearly thought it was a, a goal, and they could have been more just demonstrative in their appeals. You know, review it, review it, and it would have clearly been a goal, and they probably went win the game. So you know, I, I just think it was one of the worst things I've seen. So the three things that could have happened was they could have you reckon they should have split the points. They yep. could have replayed it. Yep. Or or the final um, seventy seconds. Or they did what they did, which was yeah, it was wrong. But bad luck. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like it. It just gives Adelaide nothing. And Adelaide looked down every avenue and there's really not much recourse they had. So I thought they but showed they great. Could have, they could have sued, apparently. They could have gone yep. the legal route. But because there was time to go, if it was the final kick, they would have almost certainly I think certainly their advice won. was, if you take on City Hall in this instance, you're not going to win it. So they didn't. I just no, thought they showed no, great. No, the legal advice was it was too much time left. Yeah, 70 seconds, Because yeah. they could say, well, mate, how can you say the game was decided with 70 seconds to go? Whereas, you know, when the doc, when the Dockers had that game down in Tassie, remember, in the siren gate and it didn't blow in time, they were able to challenge that and get – But that was after the siren. That's the difference. That's what I just said, but, yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a bit, there's a bit difference to this, but – That's what I said. Yeah. And the funny bit is um, it's brought up the whole technology thing. Like like you and I, but were this ga- is not. Uh, we were cracking gags about it. You can put a man on the moon, but you can't yeah. work out if the ball touched the post. The thing is, <laughs> in and, and interestingly, the Sydney defender whacks the pad as it's going through to, to just give it a bit of a shake, so it's a put down in the goal umpire's mind. There was that element to it as well. Um, but this wasn't about technology as such, even though technology needs to improve. It just wasn't used at all, exactly. which is the poor point. Anyway, you were robbed Adelaide and I feel for you. As always, the AFL had two options. They reviewed themselves and they were right or they reviewed themselves and they were wrong, but the the outcome was still the same. So when it's within even a foot, anywhere close, it should be reviewed every single time. Just do it quickly. Every time, do you reckon? Well, we don't want that to happen again. Does that take the edge off, you know, the excitement of a goal though? No. Like if it's... You know, I'll tell you what, I don't care if it's, if it result, if that's the result, then we need to – if we're not good enough to game. call that a goal, then sorry, no, we need to review it. So you it. get to where soccer is, you know, see when the ref – But they do ra- that well. But the one thing the about the – ref runs v- off and has a look herself. Yeah, the one thing about the v- – that's a different game because it is a different game to AFL. You reckon it's more boring, that game? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yes, uh, actually, I am. <laughs> but the VAR is far better. T- it's far better technology. First bit of honesty. <laughs> they, oh, I'm honest all the time. Brutal. Thank you very much. <laughs> They go to within a millimetre. They get that right most times. So, yeah, anyway, not the AFL's finest moment. Right, here's, uh, while you're in an honest mood, I yep. love getting people when they're in yep. an honest mood. I am in an honest mood. Will Simo be sacked? Yeah, I think he will. You think he's Gonski? Yeah. What I percentage do. do you think he's Gonski? I think 75. 75, 80. 25. 80, 80 20. It's got to be a circuit breaker at that club. Jeez. I still think it's 50 50. Okay. And I think he's, I think he's swung back now. Okay. I think he's. Uh, like, I can't see what the point is if they're going to be poor next year. Do you know what I mean? I know you need a circuit breaker. Oh, but... I just think fresh eyes. And why wouldn't he? And, by the way, and I he's think... a good coach. Isn't he? Do you... Hang on, there's another bit of honesty for you. Do you think he's a good coach? I do, but you can. Hey, like... wait a wait up. You think he's a good coach? Yeah. So why sacking him? Well, I thought Damien Harvey was a good coach too. He but... didn't get sacked. He no, walked out. Yes, because he thought his message was getting In fact, tired. He, got re... he didn't get sacked when they wanted okay. to sack him. They stuck by him and he won three flags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, initially. And the same with um, Mark Thompson at Geelong. 
I think that Simo needs to rebuild his brand so he can have another crack at a job. He's not lost a footy. I think he could coach elsewhere or I, be an assistant. I think, his, only, assistant I think his only role would be down at Fremantle as Peter Bell's – he's good friends with Peter Bell, premiership teammate. Go down there and help out Longmuir. Right at the time, if they sacked him, that's – I reckon okay. he'd be – you know, they, they're damaging his brand. Well, so not, no wonder he wants a massive payout. No wonder he wants everything, all the, all the you know, triggers and all the bonuses. Why so, wouldn't you? Look, neither are playing finals. So let's get at your take on what right else up. you got it from Sorry, the weekend. Mate. We'll get to Freya in a moment. Melbourne Hawthorne. I thought Melbourne just did what they had to do. Interesting, Finn McGuinness goes on to Oliver. Uh, the coach cracks the sads over it. Just sorry, Simon, but that's football. Uh, you're allowed to do that. And he did it well. It was his third victim in as many weeks. But I think for me, Melbourne, they've got the biggest upside on. I think they're my favourites now to win it. Collingwood has just really got to address too many areas. Now, I'm not saying they can't win it. They're on top of the ladder. But too many areas to address. Port defensively, I've still got question marks. The team I'm coming around to a bit, Barra, who you know I've been off all year in terms of a premiership contender. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Brisbane. Oh, I thought you were going to say St Kilda. No, Brisbane. I thought I was about to fall off my Just chair. on the strength of <laughs> – I know that there's a massive monkey on the back. Um, in fact, it's not a, a monkey. It's a howler monkey. It's one of those things <laughs> in the Amazon forest that you can hear from two k's away. Like it's one of those monkeys. But the – I think if you get two finals at the Gabba to progress to the grand final, <laughs> you're pretty cherry ripe going into that grand final. So I'm not discounting them, but I still think Melbourne for me at the moment. What about you? Mate, you've got a gorilla on your back. I haven't got any And gorilla. his name is Ross Lyon because <laughs> you had him no chance making the final. I'll tell you what, fair, fair play to him. Um, and guess what? He I could was, be coach I'll do a Fonzie. Do you want me to do a Fonzie? <laughs> yeah. I was woo, 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 woo. I was wrong. So, so, wrong. So, wrong. So, sorry. Um, the thing about St Kilda is had a good start and then tapered off and we thought well, – Is he coach good. of the year? No. Nah. Mate, he's got to go Adam close. Adam Kingsley is coach of the year. Well, yeah. What about Vossie? He's up there. Vossie. I think honourable mentions uh, would Vossie's be Ross Lyon and he's... Vossie. Oh, Craig McRae's done a great no, job. No, mate. They're on the yeah, slide. Ken Inkley. I reckon Vossie for yeah, mine. For me, it's hey, let me just tell you one thing about Hawthorne. By the right? way, how's Kings? How's GWS? Very good. Essendon were putrid. Mate, it's Carlton v GWS. Just hold, keep your powder dry. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Matt Kerner. At the it, moment it is. Heck, it was Kerner. Is that the eight? Do So is that the eight settled? Because if Carlton beat GWS, and I'm tipping the dogs to go down to Geelong, I'll give you an early tip for this week. They're going to beat Geelong at GMHBA this week. Well, Geelong are take us resting everybody. Because they can't make it. Yep. Hawkins is out, I believe. Cameron's out. You so say you probably it's probably a good tip. And but GWS can they beat Carlton? It's at Marvel. Yeah, they can. Should Bevo be under the pump? Yep, he should be. Mm. Uh, again, you're talking about coaches who've been there for a while, and it's probably a bit unfair in the fact that everyone says, "Yeah, but it's 2016, seven years since they won a flag." They were in the grand final two years ago, so mm. he's done a lot right, but clearly. It hasn't worked this year, whatever you know, like the messaging he does, is. He does some weird stuff like – Their squad's better like Tim English from fullback. I don't think that was his direction. No, no, no. I'm talking about Tim Kelly. Yeah, I reckon he got arrogant. I reckon Bevo got arrogant. And Tim Kelly was absolutely on fire first quarter, 13 possessions. Did Bevo do anything about it? Did he send anyone to him? Uh, Answers probably no. Probably back in my own midfield. Yeah, yeah that's exactly my – You know guess, who they really And miss? guess what happened? Guess what happened? They lost. The greatest upset in the history of AFL. So does this double down on my point about the Western Bulldogs? Is their most important player Tom Liberatore? No, no, play? it doubles down on my point is that Bevo was being a nufty okay. because he didn't go on Kelly. They kept going to Eugle Hagen, who was clearly after he, he ran into McGovern. Did, did you see that? Yeah. One of the most courageous pieces of play of the year. McGovern, he's almost the most important player at West Coast. Had that spoil right at the end. Made some, I can't believe McGovern came back on. I thought he was dead. Did you see him lying there with his chubby legs going? Uh, yeah, with the arm. He would have had massive jabs to get just get back out there. Mm. To go back out there was a vote in for Simpson without saying it. They kept going to Eugle Hagen, who just couldn't get it done. Lobb could have kicked five, only kicked three. Probably should have started going more through him or yep. even or the astronaut. And they, they just too got too cocky. Then they couldn't catch him. They slipped away from him and the eggs just kept going. They, he must have thought, oh, we'll pull him back sometime. Didn't happen, mate. And it was the greatest upset this year, maybe all-time AFL. What did you make of Frio? Hang on, I've got one more Hawthorne thing. Can I do yep. the Hawthorne oh, thing you can. so I forget? No John Newcomb either. Big out. Finn McGuinness. Yes. We spoke about him a moment ago. No, well, I didn't, mate. I didn't get a word in. So, bloke, 
the coach comes out from Melbourne, yeah. Goodwin, yeah. and he's not very complimentary of Finn. Sook. <laughs> Who, Is that honesty for Goody? you? Goody. Goodwin. Oh, please, Simon. He said he doesn't. Don't embarrass yourself. He doesn't look at the ball. Oh, please. Mate, I'm. Well, who cares? I've got some sympathy for that scenario. Oh, come on, mate. As a bloke who got the, tagged the, the, in the waffle. Nothing new. Tag is nothing new. T- yeah, Tony got, Liberatore, got, mate, Mickey Gafer. Yeah, no, but you've got to look at the ball. You can't just look at your man the whole time and track him. Well, how about going for the ball? Well, he does. How about he gets trying to get the ball? He gets the footy. He gets bugger all ball, mate. He just sweats on the guys. Oh, well. Go back to Liberty. What have every so so everyone's been saying all year? Tag Nick Dacos. No one was able to do it. He does it, and they win the game. And all of a sudden, it's a wrong tactic, mate. It's good tactics. It's good football. I know. I'm not blaming the tactics, and I'm not blaming the player. I'm just saying there should be a rule where the first rule of football. How about this, Joshy? First rule of football: you have to go for the ball. If there's a ball up and you're at the stoppage. You should go for the ball or at least look at it. That should be the first rule. I can't rule. believe we're having an argument about taggers. They've been around since since well, lace-up jumpers and Finn's, he's, metal he, studs. He and killed Oliver. Didn't I didn't kill I, him. When I, he did. He had six possessions until they, they took him off in the Three last quarter. Three-quarter time, yeah. That was a bit of a mistake. But. Yeah, but because, you know, but, but, but I don't go to the footy to watch Finn kill Oliver. Reckon, and not try no, to get I reckon, the ball. I reckon there's a level of intrigue around the best players out there, and Oliver's one of those, and it's whether he can be nullified. I think that's, that's all part of the tactics and the strategy of the game. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I know that, but it's not it's not a, a nice part you of the game. Break the tag and, okay, and so get the footy. I, I know I get hammered for quoting Ben Cousins. And okay, well, another, he was tagged heavily in his career. He did. He said he got tagged once by Liver, and he only had 14 possessions. Mm-hmm. But he felt better because Liver tagged Kelly once, Paul Kelly. One of the all-time great midfielders, Brown Lamedas as well, wasn't he? Uh, Libra was, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Paul Kelly. Uh, no, I don't think Kelly won one. Did he win one? No. I can't remember. Anyway. I won I a premiership. Might be wrong there. And he tagged him. Keep talking. I'm going to check that. And he, Kelly had three possessions. <laughs> three possessions for the day. Did yes, he won the Brownlow Medal in 1995. Paul Kelly. Yes, I knew that. Uh, Bob Skilton Medal four times. Uh, so yeah, well done to Paul Kelly. Anyway, and uh, Brownlow Medal had three possessions because. Libba sweated on him and just didn't care about the ball. Oh, well, tough. Part of footy, mate. Mate, uh, so what did you make of Frio? exciting. You don't want to lose to the Matildas, my friend. Uh, what, when uh, I say I, I don't mind losing the Matildas, I'm just saying that the Matildas have shown that it's about excitement and, and effervescence and fun. And, and when England kicked the crap out of them and tried to hurt them, did you like England doing that? Did you like Sam Kerr getting hit by it was Chelsea? Great football by England. No, it was terrible, mate. Slow the no game way. down, attack the best players. Mate, throw the, the ball away. Throw the ball away. Mate, it's, it's waste time. That's how it's played. Take mate. a dive. Welcome, we hate that stuff, welcome mate. We're to Australians, the, mate. Welcome to the elite level, welcome mate. Welcome to Crapola. That's what they do in the EPL. That's what they do at the elite level. At we'll FIFA. get emails, mate. We will get emails well, in support tough, of me. Tough, mate. It's if you want to be if you want to beat them. Try a bit of it, mate. I'm no, but you. that's it's not sportsman, sports uh, person. Don't agree. Shit. Don't agree. Frio. I think the one area we address, um, or that Justin Longmuir addressed post game, was once again inside fifty entry. So Port Adelaide did enough to get the job done. Um, again, Zach Butters, Jason Horn, Francis. Now he's going to be one of the X factors in the finals, isn't he? Mm. So there's a couple of players there, and the other one's going to be Cam Rayner at Brisbane. I reckon. Have a look out for him. He's ready to explode on the big stage. Jason Horn, Francis again. Rosie Willie showed a bit, and Fremantle, Caleb Sarong. Probably wrapped up their BNF now. Will yeah. we Jackson challenging? Doig, doig medal. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll. Yeah, I love that word, doig, yeah. doigy, doigy medal. George, George doig. George doig. <laughs> Good name. Um, we'll, um, doigy. Uh, will Luke Jackson challenge him at all? Andy Brayshaw, probably not. Um, I think he's got it wrapped up. Uh, uh, according to you guys, Luke Jackson had a slow start, didn't he? He did have a slow start. <laughs> no, he did. What do you mean, according to you guys? <laughs> that back page. Jeez, who do you work for? <laughs> for us, getting to us. us. According to us. <laughs> remember that back page? He did page? have a slow start. <laughs> I do remember the back page. Yeah. That was all right, he, though. How much was he getting paid? That was all right. <laughs> per goal or that something? That was all right. Per, per that was good. That was a bit of fun, mate. Don't it was fun. It they, they take it too seriously. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> But he's had a great year, um, and look, I think there's plenty of upside for him. I'm still prepared to say it's been too big a backward step this year for Frio, but I still reckon next year's the year. They really have to improve. They've got to play finals next year, I reckon, for J-Lo. Yeah. Do you, do you agree? Yeah. I don't know what to make of that game too because O'Meara went out early and Banfield went out. Yep. Um, 
you, you said Sarong was terrific. Switkowski was terrific. Yeah. Uh, Tom Emmett Their was great. Their four line's good, isn't it? And you've got Hayden Young in the middle now. I really but like he got that. absolutely pantsed. Who? <laughs> Hayden Young. No, he didn't. He was all right. You're kidding, are you? He was all right. Hey, hang on. Best players for Port Adelaide. Butters, where does he play? Horn Francis, where does he play? Yeah. Uh, Rosie, where does yeah. he play? <laughs> okay, now now read out the best players for Frio. The team that lost by almost yeah. 20 points. Yeah, read them out. Yeah, Sarong. And the second best player? And Young. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mate, they he lost right. and they got pants. All right. At yeah, home, at Optus, that's, you know that's their biggest problem. Why are they losing at home? You can't lose 50% of your the games at home. The biggest problem is forward entries, and they get that right. They'll and you can't rely on a 19-year-old all the time to kick these goals. So there's oh, still... Oh, they will be going forward. He's oh, a good he'll, player. He'll be a star. In but two... Tracy's been good for them. He straightens them up a bit. He's playing an important role and will only get better. If Tabner survives the cut, does he survive? Because he, he could be handy for them. I think so. He kicked a good goal for Peel, yep. but it's a bit of an indictment if he's still They're playing mid-sized, at Peel. They're mid-sized. I mean, hang on, just let me just answer that. Mm-hmm. Is it a bit of an indictment that he's still playing at Peel? Oh, it's pretty hard. I reckon the forward line looks pretty settled. You just at the bagged the yeah. forward line, and, and oh, I did not bag the forward. You said line. their problem is the forward oh, line. So the entries into the and forward the bloke line. in the who could be. All right, you got to listen. <laughs> All right, so your should, Tabernard play, should Tabernard play this your week? Your headphones painted on. <laughs> should Tabernard no. play this week? Actually, maybe oh, yes. So. <laughs> maybe yes. Maybe yes. Well, they've got nothing to lose. You'd never be Going to the MCG to play Hawthorne. Tommy Emmett, I'll mention. Yeah, All very, right. very, very good debut. Two goals, two free kicks, two goals. But at least he had a massive crack. Well, and hang on. Let's talk about the free kicks. They drew the contact on both, Yeah, because he? he went in head first. Yeah. Yeah, he had, he had the bandage on the first quarter. He did. So showed a bit, didn't he? Showed a bit, but... But um, what? Well, you're not happy uh, with that I, as a first game. No, the reason I love him is because he beat Jack the Dancer as a teenager yeah, he did. and came back. He did. So it was a great story. It is a great story. I thought he was fantastic, and it, I think he's a player of the future for them. So well done to Tommy Emmett. Uh, now, Barrett, it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you to Thirsty Camel. On Thursday, we'll be giving away a 10-pack of 196 Double Lemon. Thank you to Thirsty Camel. Uh, Hi, Quarters and Barra, regular listener of the podcast, first-time contributor. I wanted to hear your opinion of the state of the AFL Commission and of all AFL House in general in light of the Adelaide goal debacle. It seems to me that both bodies have been derelict and ineffective over the last 12 months or so, beginning with the replacement saga of Dylan of Dylan McLaughlin, Gillen McLaughlin, and the subsequent inability to fill important positions throughout AFL House. Well, I won't go on because they've, uh, but that's from Mike from Coolan, home of the Coolan Bush races, he says. Um, he makes I, a good point there in terms of why, like, I was a bit surprised that Gill was talking about it. Where was the CEO? Well, okay. they still haven't appointed a full time yeah. head of football either. And the other side of it, there's, there's no one in that job. So. And Gill had it looked like he had shoulder surgery or something as well, so he probably didn't fell really off a horse playing polo. Did he? Oh, I think so. Yeah, he probably sure. didn't want to get Sorry, up there and have to front. Mind you, the, the new bloke probably didn't want to be fronting up for something like that. I suppose. Andrew Dillon. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting he was rolled out, but look, I, I think that was a it was human error, but compounded by the fact there was no call for a review. So they've got to get the two things: they've got to get the technology better, and they've got to review it regardless if it's close. I think they're the two areas. Hi there. John here from Calgary, Canada, regular listener and enjoying the run to the finals. I agree that medals should only be awarded to players who are in the grand final, but find the sub an interesting dilemma in this regard. For instance, when Melbourne won the GF, their sub wasn't activated. In this instance, James Jordan received a medal. In the 2022 GF, Geelong's sub was activated, and that was Brandon Parfit. I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. For instance, the substitute who is activated obviously has involvement, whereas the unused sub, where do you think this lies in awarding the medal as they didn't actively participate? Cheers, John. Well, actually, I think that they should award a medal to the sub because even... Jet, even not, if you don't play? 99% of the time you're going to get on anyway. But even if you don't, you've actually still have actively participated. You've got the kid on, you're what, there. You're, cheering you're doing Well, you're doing all the warm-ups and you're... I don't know. I think that the sub should get a medal for that sure. Might work. That's weakening your position, though. No, I don't think it is. Because your position is that you, don't you have play to play in the game. Well, you sort of ah, have because you're out in the ground. Got you. No, you're play, out the ground. You said it. Playing. Are you not playing? No, you're not playing if you're the sub. I, I could. I was. I was cheering just as hard when I was 
the, you know, the emergency in 91 and 92. Emergencies are different to the sub because you, once you're not out there, you're not out there. I, I've got a list of people here of supporting me. Okay, good. This is from Facebook. Yeah, go comments. on, name uh, Matthew, okay, go Matthew on. I don't know if I should say surname. You say surname? Anyway, Matthew. Matthew C. I met two of our listeners the other day at the Willerton Cricket Club. Uh-huh. Two really good fellas. Um, best wishes to them. One of them goes under a, an assumed name when he sends emails. Oh, in. does he? Yeah, I think it's Michelle, someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking Matthew, about. Matthew, yeah, should be the whole squad, not just the 22 on the day, as a lot goes into winning a premiership quarters for a player to play most of the season and then get injured in a prelim and not play in the grand final. It's not right. He should get. He should not get nothing in the NBA, even if a player's only played one game on the team, he gets a ring. Yeah, well, you're getting one from your club on the club on the best and fairest night, mate, so you're not getting nothing. You mentioned quarters. He's there. not getting a premiership medal on the day because you didn't participate. He had a go at you there. Lockie, grand final, right, day should, grand final day should have provisions for teams to have 28 players and a 10-man bench, whether they play or not. Oof, I like that idea. 10-man bench. Okay. <laughs> Would you hand them out then, mate, because they were sitting there even if they didn't play and they were cheering well, and they did to. the warm-up? Well, you'd have to. Yeah, into your theory. Yeah. Alan, very difficult, but I feel it's up to the players who did play when they are at a reunion in the future to make sure that those players are invited. Well, let me tell you about this. The 22 that won in 92, the famous Eagles 22, mm-hmm. that will never be forgotten. And are basically they're 22 like... 22 or 21? Or 20, was it? 20, 20. That was 20. The famous 20, their life is just... Because you were actually in the 22. Yeah, or, or, or 25 or whatever, but... The famous 20, they just hang out together. They're thick as thieves. They have like you get left private, out a little mate, bit they got the a little, probably got a little, You know the thing on your phone, what's it called? A um, WhatsApp group. Probably aren't their own WhatsApp group. We don't, <laughs> no, they haven't even told us you what Moldas said before the game. It was like a secret thing. He handed out all these insignias about some army Josh, force. Josh, do we have any violin music? <laughs> but, but, and, and, and you know what? Let me tell you this. That they're missing that first grand final. All of those blokes have been a success mm-hmm. just based on the that they played in that frigging game. Every, all 20 of them. Did Shane Bond play in the first one? Second one. Second one, yeah. Who was the, who was the, uh, there was no, there's no outsider really in the first 20, no. wasn't it? And basically it was 90% West Australians. All their lives are sweet ski since 1992. I've had to battle. YouTube comments of Peter Mack. Nope. I agree with quarters. Absolutely not. Good on you, Peter, Matt. If you don't, if Licknat didn't play on the day, he doesn't deserve a medal. It's not unfair at all. Club could honour those players in some other way, not yes. the AFL. AFL rewards the team. It plays on the day. End of story. It's not fair at all. It's not unfair at all. Well done, Peter, Matt. Alex, Tony Modra was definitely unlucky as well, alongside Bob Murphy and uh, Nick Natanui. Played every game in 97, All-Australian, Coleman and injured in the prelim. Did his knee in the prelim. Yeah, it's very sad. But that's just a fact of bad life, luck. mate. Bad well, luck, Mods. Sorry, it, it is in. bad luck. It's, sucked in, no, it's not sucked in, it's just bad luck. Adrian G, good name. This, I think this might be the fellow that I met at Willerton. I've always thought that if you play a game in the year, you deserve a medal because if you weren't there, how did the team make the finals anyway? I think perhaps if you played at least one game, you should qualify for a medal. Okay. Slash. Brad Shepard is just as, de- as deserving as Nick Natanui, and he wasn't, a re- he wasn't round 17. He played 100 consecutive games prior to doing his hamstring. Yeah, it's a good point. That's another bloke, Brad Shepard. Yes. Yeah. But Andrew no medal. Gaff. No medal. Andrew Gaff. No, yeah, Gaffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he, he could argue he caused his own sort of demise. Yeah, well, he did. Yeah, yeah. So that's a bit different, isn't it? Yep. He wasn't playing because he whacked someone. You'll like this one, Barra. Uh, G'day, Quarters and Barra. Love the pod. Barra said the other day, Darren Glass never got marked on. You said never, never ever got outmarked. That's what you said. I'm a well, massive... in the last five or six years. No, you said ever. I don't care how far can I go back. You said the whole career he was never outmarked one-on-one. Did this bloke outmark him? I am a massive fan of Glass. My wife even sat next to him at Kareen High School. There you go. Sat next to him. Wish what Barra said is true, but... <laughs> is that a euphemism? But... 2006, round 11 v Blues at Subiaco. Fev marks on glass with one hand oh. <laughs> to kick the Blues' second goal in the first quarter. I think Barra owes a carton. 
Cheers, Darren. P.S. Look forward to the days when West Coast Eagles can come again from behind like they did in that game. Barra. What year was that? Have you, you going to apologise now? What year was it, though? Uh, 2006. 2006. You have a look while I'm doing this. I'm, High I'm quarters texting and, Wusher. I'm asking him because he was the one who said he never got yep. outmarked. Yeah. High quarters. I think it was just a It must state. have been a pack. It we can't have been to a one take it one. literally. I don't think it meant every single contest. High quarters and Barra, what difference beside a sugar hit would a new coach make? Is no one taking into account beside our best team missing Barass, Ryan, Shuey, Hearn, Nick Nat, Sheed, Waterman, and just prior to the derby lost Hoff and Petricelli. Also carrying a limited yo re-midfield time, a banged up Oscar Allen and a number of kids, some of whom should probably be learning their craft in the waffle. Critics blame recruiting. Tough when you have years in the top half of the ladder and getting access to best kids, especially when you compete with academies, father, sons, prioritised picks. Show me a coach you could succeed within those circumstances regard Peter T. Good email. And, and you know what? Yep. Very, very smart man. Because you, McGovern just showed you what he has been missing, what he hasn't had at his disposal, Adam Simpson. I'm an Adam Simpson fan, unabashed. You saw McGovern. He basically the most important player and was just so instrumental. And, and Yo, Yo, you know, at, in any sort of form. And in, in the end, he left him out there to win the game. Tanking, no. And he did his hammy. G'day, fellas. Love the show. Having been an ump myself when I was a young teenager and quitting after abuse from one of the parents during, during an under-12s game, I think the response from the AFL to the Adelaide incident is disappointing. Yes, the umpire made a mistake, but everyone makes mistakes, particularly in such a high-pressure environment. Ultimately, it was a system failure. I agree with that. There should be a review mechanism in place. I also agree with that. When players make mistakes, they can rely on team defence. Coaches rely on the rest of their team. In mining, it's called the Swiss cheese system. The holes are never meant to line up. The AFL should have just said the system failed and we will fix it. Instead, they may have inadvertently sanctioned umpire bashing. As soon as umpires are personally in the firing line, I worry it will only impact recruiting and retention of umpires at all levels. That's from Al in Jundana. That's a fantastic email, mm. Al. I agree wholeheartedly on everything said there. Mm. It was a catastrophic system failure, and they need they, they should have done that. And like write the goal down, umpire, write down, write down that uh, that should be a contender. Here's clubhouse a leader, yeah. clubhouse leader. What are we giving away? It's the um, ten pack. He's got to be in the running. Um, I'll tell you one thing though, and he, then, I don't think I think people have been pretty sympathetic for the goal umpire and accept that mistakes, mate. We all make them. Even you, Barra. We mm. all make them. We're all human. He, that guy made a great point about review mechanisms. So maybe, because I, I don't agree with you. Report. I don't reckon all of them get reviewed because it's Not if it boring. goes right through the, the middle of the goals. Yeah, but then they go back, oh, but I touched it 50 metres away. No, I don't Can want you to, review that, please, I don't quarters. want him to review the touch 50 metres out, Yeah, I know you don't. So you can't have it both ways, my friend. Yes, you can. You can have it touched on the oh, line. You can use you can the technology, the... but only for the goals. Well, why not? <laughs> Focus on the goals. You're either a technology head or you're not. No, there should be a review mechanism for the maybe the captains like they do on cricket. No, you, I hate you that. You get three choices. Hate it. You get you can ask Don't for a review. Don't introduce that. You'll be using it tactically. Um, in what sense? Well, waste to time. slow the game down, waste, waste time. time. Yeah, if it goes through the middle and you want to review a touched on the post, that you know. Don't like it. Morning quarters and Barra, given the limitations Buddy calls of Pauline edge, Hansen here. Ah, will players p- I don't purposely? Like it. Will players purposely hit the post with their hand as the ball is selling through? That happened at the weekend. If the goal umpire calls are behind, edge can't be used and the evidence to overturn the decision is inconclusive. This could be a great 1% of a team's in close games. Kind regards, John. That's a really good point. Mm. That's a really good point. You could do that. Um, there's a couple of longer ones I'll try and get to later in the week. This one from Rido or Ashley. Hi, guys. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but the way I believe it is that Frio and West Coast can't match a bid on their NGA or Academy players unless that bid comes from pick 40 onwards. Mm-hmm. I think it's from up to pick 40 that mm-hmm. they can be matched. However, both Gold Coast and GWS can match a bid no matter where those bids fail. No, that's 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 not correct. I don't think that's right. Now that is completely unfair. Um so I don't think that's right. Should check that, eh? Yeah, we'll check that and come back to you later in the week. And apologies if you're right and we're, we're not, but I'm not sure about that one. Anyway. The Eagles that, are interviewing 70 kids. As they should. 70. I think you're probably most clubs would be doing that mm. number, mate. I think so. Yeah, but I, I don't care about most clubs. And also, they've, it's the Eagles who've got all the picks down. Well, they, they did have two on the weekend. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Um, hey, we one, will more, be back one more one before you finish. Oh, okay, one more. Jamie Cripps, huge bouquet to that fella. 
comes back in, no sleep. Liv had a baby during the week, uh, his second child, I think it's Lance. Uh, he was at the hospital the entire week, flies over to Marvel Stadium, kicks five goals in a monumental effort. Just one of the great performances that should be acknowledged. Fantastic yeah, was, guy. was a great, was a fantastic. And got on there and said, I did it for Simo. Yeah, was, was a, and has been a pretty underrated player, and I know he's very highly valued in that forward line at West Coast. And very kudos to the West for uh, having Simo on the front page as Simo strikes back as Luke Skywalker. So that was brilliant. Yeah, it was very good, wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening. You have been listening to Quarters and Barrow. We have been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, uh, look forward to talking to you on Thursday when we will be back to pick, can you believe it, give you our tips for the final round mm. of the home and away season Amazing. for 2023. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.